Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 502 and session number 156 of Ask Scott. This is where I answer your questions here on the podcast, and I do it every single week, every single Friday, and today we are going to do it again, and I am just fired up to be here with you guys today, and uh, I really want to kick off your weekend uh, so you guys can get a little energy and get fired up and go out there and uh, and attack whatever it is that you're working on uh, in, a, in a nice way, in a good way, in a positive way, but uh, I want you to go out there and get in the game and just start getting those results, but you got to get out there and do something and take action, so that's what uh, that's what this will hopefully do for you is give you a little boost. Uh, but anyway, so what we're going to be talking about today, I'll give you kind of like a little uh, a little heads up of what we're going to be talking about, and then I got a couple thoughts I want to share with you, a couple reminders, a lot of a lot of cool stuff happening here. Uh, but today we're going to be talking about finding a face to your brand or for your brand. Uh, we're going to be talking about the incentivized reviews debate, and we're also going to be talking about using FBM versus FBA. And, uh, yeah, we're going to be discussing that. All right. So before we jump into those questions, though, like I said, I had a couple of things that I wanted to, uh, talk about. Number one, first, before I do get started, if you want to ask your own question and have it aired on an upcoming ask Scott session, just head over to the amazing forward slash ask. Just leave your first name where you're tuning in from. Maybe that'd be nice. And then uh, just a brief question and I'll do my best to answer it. Just like these three questions I'm going to answer today. All right. Now I did want to, uh, well, number one, I wanted to remind everyone if you missed episode 500, definitely, definitely, definitely go check that one out because we did a little celebration there. Um, I actually had a special guest on the, uh, the first 10 minutes of that episode. I'm not going to tell you who it is, um, yet, but, uh, you'll know, uh, pretty excited to, to share her with you. So, uh, might want to go check that out if you haven't heard. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh, but we also announced that we were going to be doing a little, uh, giveaway. All right. I'm going to be giving away three prizes, uh, actually about $2,000, actually a little over $2,000 in value. Um, probably closer to three, uh, now that I think about it. But, uh, if you miss that, I'm going to give you a little update here. Uh, what we are doing is we are going to be, again, celebrating the 500th episode, which is crazy, over 10 million downloads. What I want to do is I want to give away a scholarship to our private label classroom, which is a $1,500 uh, scholarship. All right. So we're going to do that. The other thing we're going to do is give away a 30 minute coaching call with me. Okay. To one winner. Now there's going to be two additional winners and what that will be kind of runner ups. Those will be two or actually one each, a 30 minute coaching call with myself. And, uh, we will jump on there and actually I'll probably get Chris Schaefer to jump on them as well. So you'll have both of us. So again, all you have to do to enter, to celebrate with us is head over to the amazing forward slash coffee you guys know how much I love coffee, but that will direct you to a YouTube video where I'll explain exactly what you need to do. It's going to be short and sweet. Here's all you have to do. I'll tell you right now, you can go watch that if you want to, or you can just go do what I'm going to tell you to do here. Number one, go to that link and then leave a comment. Okay. Number one, how long have you been a listener of the show? And then number two, what is the one thing you've learned so far since listening? That's it. Just drop a comment in that video. And then while you're there, if you wouldn't mind, go ahead and subscribe to the channel, to the Amazing Seller uh, channel on YouTube. 
that would be amazing. I would love uh, love to see you over there, and and you'd also get all the notifications when we post uh, free training and stuff like that over there. But we're going to be doing again three prizes. Okay, so three winners are going to walk away here. One grand prize is private label classroom, and then also a thirty minute coaching call, and then two runner ups will each receive a thirty minute coaching call with myself. And I'm going to probably twist Chris's arm, and he's going to get on there with me, so you get both of us. All right. So anyway, that's a that that's the the one little reminder here I wanted to give you now. Let's talk quickly before we jump into those questions about what's kind of been swirling around in my mind this week and how we can apply this thing here that I'm going to talk about right here uh, is how we can apply it to our own business. All right. And I'm calling this the power of personality and customer service. All right. And I'm going to share with you a story that recently happened at a restaurant that I frequently dine uh, and because we love it. But we also love it because of the experience, not just the food. Now, barbecue food down here or up here, where depending on where you're from, uh, is uh, is a big thing, right? And I'm from upstate New York originally, and uh, and now I live in South Carolina, close to North Carolina, not that far from Charlotte. But barbecue food is is pretty uh, pretty popular here, right? So I like barbecue food too. So I'm, you know, going to try to get into the, uh, you know, get into the, uh, the, the locals here and, uh, or get in with them and start experiencing this barbecue. So we've been going to this place called Midwood Tavern. Okay. Midward, Midward Tavern. If you ever are in Charlotte area, they have one there, check it out and ask for Matt, <laughs> by the way, he doesn't know who I am real. I mean, he knows who I am, but he doesn't know that I'm a podcaster and stuff. He doesn't know that I have a bunch of listeners, but if you ever go there, ask for Matt. Um, he's a great guy and I've been having him as my waiter on and off for probably the past four to five months. And every single time I go in there, I look for him because he is just awesome. He's upbeat. He enjoys what he's doing. He represents their company very well. He's knowledgeable about the menu. He makes us feel as though he wants us to have a great experience. Plus, he sprinkles in a little humor. He uh, you know, shares a little bit what's going on in his life, his nephews, his nieces, and all that stuff, right? And the reason why I'm sharing this with you is because when we go in there, we look for him. Okay. Now Midwood is Midwood Tavern. That is, is its own business, right? But they have him representing the business in a sense. They also have people that greet us, which they're fantastic. Though the, the uh, one of the managers always comes around and asks everyone, how was everything? You know, and if something isn't right, he wants to make it right. They, they do these extra steps that to me, your food has to be good. Yes. But to add all this other stuff makes me want to go back again and again and again. And it's funny. My wife just made reservations the other night. And she said, can we have Matt? And they said, sure, as long as you're willing to sit in a, in a high top, that's where he's going to be working tonight, then, then fine. We said, yeah, absolutely. So uh, we went there and uh, the, 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 uh, the lady that's sitting, uh, seating us, the, the greeter, I guess, uh, the hostess, whatever, um, it, she, she says, uh, so you wanted Matt? And we're like, yeah. And they go, oh, like help, God help you or something like that, right? Just making fun because they, they have that relationship, I think, with all of the workers there and uh, they were kind of busting on him a little bit. So long story short is, is we go back there because of the service, not just because of the food. Now, the food is great, but we also go back there because of the experience. Now, why am I telling you this? Because I want you to treat each customer, each transaction as though it is a person because it is. See, we get into this online space where we don't realize that there's people on the other side 
of the sale, or in this case, you guys are listening, you're listening maybe in, in your earbuds, or maybe you're on a speaker, or maybe you're, you're broadcasting me to your workers in a warehouse, which I, I know there's a lot of people that do that. So if that's you, right, like I'm connecting with you, and I want you to think about how you can do that with your customers, because everyone is just after getting the sale, getting the sale, getting the sale. They're not after what happens after the sale. That to me is where you can be different in any business that you operate, any business that you operate, you can be different by just giving them that extra touch. Now, how can you do this online? I'm going to give you a few things. Okay. Number one way to do this is follow up through your follow-up sequence, which you should have something. And if not, you should have someone dedicated to go through all of your sales and follow up with each customer. And that email does not have to be a sale email or a sales email. It has to be just an email that touches them, that lets them know that you're there. You don't want it to be corporate. You don't want it to be, you know, like, uh, you know, here, uh, you know, this is, you know, uh, a customer survey survey that we're going to do immediately after. No, just ask them how everything was. It, you know, just try to get in their head and, and see if there's anything that was not good in their experience. And you're going to learn through that as well because sometimes they're going to tell you what you don't want to hear maybe, but that'll help you make a better business and a better experience for them. You know, so many people think to themselves, I got to come out with, with like the next best thing. And yes, you want to make your products better and unique and all that stuff and quality, but a lot of people drop the ball in this part of the process. All right. Now I use Salesbacker to help me with this. I load up three emails. Okay. And th those are not emails that are saying like, leave me a review, leave me a feedback, leave me a review. Like not that that's not what it is. Okay. Now I do sprinkle that in, but not that, not like that. I would more or less be like, you know, Hey, I noticed that you just, you know, uh, received your stainless steel garlic press, you know, uh, I would love to know, um, if there's anything, I, anything else I can help you with. And I want to make sure that everything was received, uh, as you had hoped, like that's basically it. If not contact me, you know, and then put your name like, you know, or your customer representative's name, you know, don't use like, you know, head of, uh, you know, uh, customer service or anything like that. You, people don't care about that. They care that they're talking with a person. I know myself, even if I call like my credit card company and I get someone that I know is just, just like someone that's in a call center and I can hear all the noise in the background versus someone that I call and it feels as though that person is genuinely talking to me. I've had people that have said, how's the weather there today? You know, cause they'll ask, you know, so where are you from? You know, I'm, I'm from South Carolina. Oh, so how's the weather there today? Like just small talk, little stuff makes me feel as though it's a human being. It's someone that's also interested in me. And I know that's, it's kind of weird sometimes to think of it that way, but it's the truth. All right. So many people don't realize the power of the follow-up. All right. So again, I use Salesbacker. Feedback Genius works well. I've used that in the past as you know as well. But right now, I have everything running through Salesbacker. Um, I'll put a little shameless plug here. If you want to try it out, 60 days, free access to it, no credit card. Head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash Salesbacker. Yes, I'm an affiliate for it. Yes, you'll earn me a cup of coffee. But again, I'm just sharing this with you because I use it. And if you want to use it, go ahead. If not, cool, that's fine. Email them manually. Just do something, all right? The other way that you can do this is your own email list. And that's why I'm big on building your own email list. If you build your email list and then we know that those people are probably 
buying our products, we can communicate with them, not even just about the products they buy, but about the experience or about the resources that we can offer or, you know, any of that stuff that we can do to educate them further on what they've purchased in the past. You know, like I just purchased some torch lights for my, uh, for my pool around my pool. My, my wife just bought four of them and, uh, you know, they could, they could have sent me a video showing me, okay. And explaining to me the best way to lay these out around a pool or the best way to, uh, to, uh, maybe anchor them to the side of the house, or they could have given me different ways to use them. They didn't do that, but that's what they could have done. You'd think to yourself, like, really? Like, why would I, you know, why would I need to do that? I'm selling them a torch. They know what to do with it, but why wouldn't, why wouldn't you, you like shoot a video of someone that knows about design to help them design them better or a better way for, cause they're solar, a better way to understand the solar and where you should put them. So you get the most out of them. Like simple things like that to me would have been helpful. There was nothing in there, not even instructions telling me anything about how to set these up, any ideas, design you know, tips, anything, but they could have. Okay. So an email list would allow to do that as well. Um, your Facebook page or group, if you have that, it's kind of like an extension of your email list. All right. Your YouTube channel. If you have one, your Instagram, if you have one now, you don't have to have all of these, but this, these are places where you can then continually help that customer and educate them through your brand. And when they do that, or when you do that, you're giving them back they're feeling as though they know the company. You can also start to sprinkle in some of your messaging as far as like, or, and, and your mission as far as why you're doing what you're doing. Like some of this stuff may pertain to you and some of it might not take what does and forget about the stuff that doesn't. All right. I'm just trying to give you ideas on how you can do this online because so many people say, and that doesn't pertain to me. You know, I just sell, you know, this, well, figure out a way to incorporate this, at least even 5% of what I'm telling you into it. And you'll be, you'll be further along. Okay. So a little bit of a rant there. Uh, hopefully it was, it was okay with you guys. I think it was, I know a lot of you say, uh, I meet you guys in person at these meetups and say, Scott, I live for your rants, man. Um, so I'm going to keep, keep them coming. Um, cause I do enjoy doing them. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, um, that's, that's what I wanted to share with you. So each customer is a person and you know, they can keep telling other people to come to you as well. And they can keep coming back. So don't forget that. And I know that myself, I'm a fan of Midwood. I've been to other barbecue places in my area. Um, I was going to another place called Jim and Nick's, which is a little bit of a bigger chain and they dropped the ball. I got to be honest. I was, I was kind of liking it when I first started going there. And then I don't know if it was management that changed something changed. I haven't been back in probably six months. No joke. I will go further. I will travel further to go to Midwood then one that is maybe 10 minutes from me, I'll go 25 minutes the other way because of the customer service. The food is good. The, the food at the other place was okay. The service stunk terrible. Okay. Um, and it's funny, my daughter, uh, my youngest right now, all my kids do, but my youngest right now, whenever we go through a drive through or any, whenever we have any type of interaction with someone, uh, in business, we always kind of give them a score and she'll, she'll beat me to it. Sometimes she'll be like, dad, I think they were like maybe an eight and a half. <laughs> so you see, I'm like teaching by kind of doing stuff in my own life and you guys can do the same. But anyway, if you listen to episode 500, you'll, you'll get a little taste of that as well. All right. Uh, so if you haven't listened to that, go check that one out. All right. So one last reminder I wanted to, uh, to mention here, uh, we have officially went public with product discovery bootcamp. 
Now, you guys know I don't really uh, pitch or talk a lot about our own training that we have. We have Private Label Classroom and we have Product Discovery Bootcamp now. And also we have TAS Breakthrough U, which is an extension of our training. But um, right now, I am really, really excited about Product Discovery Bootcamp, how it turned out. We had a, a beta group go through it and the just the the feedback has been amazing and i am just so excited now that it is available to the public so if you have not checked that out definitely check it out productdiscoverybootcamp.com it's our new training for finding your market and expanding your current one or expanding your current one and really getting clarity on what you are what you are going into as far as the market. So this way here we can find sub markets and then from there we can build a brand inside of that market and everything I just talked about, all that follow-up, all that stuff will work so much better once you get focused on the market, on your products. And again, something we talk about in Product Discovery Bootcamp is really how to find three to five products that support each other so you can build a brand inside of a market or a sub-market or a sub-sub-sub-market. Um, but you actually get to watch myself and Chris Schaefer go through this entire process. We started from scratch in this training and through the four modules that we go through, you actually watch us go through the process without a market, without an idea. So at the end of the training, we have a market selected. We have three to five products selected. We have a, a, a sample in hand. We've already did our outreach and we basically recorded the entire thing. So you get access to really watching us go through this entire process and we've got a lot of great feedback from it so far. So definitely if you're interested, check it out, productdiscoverybootcamp.com and you'll get all the details there. All right, guys. So that was a long intro, uh, but you guys know how I roll here on Fridays or on the Ask Scott session. It's really about uh, just really sharing something that I think is so important in your business. And I think this one today was worth spending the time. All right. So let's go ahead and uh, let's listen to today's first question and I will give you my answer. What do you say? Let's do it. Hey, Scott. Uh, my name's John. I live in Los Angeles. Um, I just started a brand uh, about six months ago. Um, I have two products about to get a third. Um, you know, sales are going pretty well. I'm starting to look into getting a face for the brand. Um, I need a lot more help with the social media side of things, um, especially in the niche. I mean, it would be very helpful, but I'm kind of stuck on how you would even go about brokering a deal like that. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to be using all my own money, uh, on the uh, investment side for products, uh, for inventory. Um, so I'm putting up all the capital. So I'm thinking, okay, how do you um, even put a kind of monetary value on that partnership? Does you, do, you, do you look at it in an um, equity sense? Um, do you offer that up? Uh, so yeah, a uh, little bit confused, but I'm excited that I'm at this point. Um, but uh, any advice or uh, any direction you can point me in would be greatly appreciated. Thanks. Hey, John, thank you so much for the question, and it is a good one. Finding a face for your brand. Well, if you're not the face of your brand, then yes, I do believe that even if you are going to have someone that's just going to you know, maybe guest post in a sense, uh, or, you know, kind of like 
be that that someone that comes to the front or is the face, I think is really important. And you don't have to go all in where someone is like part of your business, which I think that would be the best case. But I think definitely having someone that represents the brand is huge and it's a huge advantage. Even going back to what I just shared in the beginning here with like customer service, but really like someone hearing from someone that is so passionate about a market or at least an expert in the market or has expertise in the market, I think is huge because then it lends, uh, you know, it lends itself to why someone would want to buy from your company. So let's talk about like where you would start. Number one, an easy way to do this easy, I guess, easier way to do this would to be just reach out to influencers in your market and then uh, see if they would do like a review of your product and stuff like that. Like that way there, you're not needing to find the face yet, but you're also seeing who might be a good fit. Because I think right now you want to, number one, you want someone that can push your product, obviously, like why not get it in front of their audience, but you're by doing this this research in a sense, because what I think you should do is probably just start creating a list of all of the YouTube channels, all the Instagram channels, uh, you know, even Facebook pages, groups, find all of the ones that if you could have them share your product or talk about your product, make that list. All right. That's where I would start. Then from there, I would start to see like, who is the face of those you know, like channels or Instagram or YouTube or any, like who is the face? Then from there, you could say, okay, they're already comfortable in front of a video or they're already regularly posting for them to then really start talking more about our product or even ways to use the product or things around it. Like if we're talking about garlic presses, well, it would be someone that likes to cook or that has a good cooking following, right? that would be the person that you would probably reach out for. Um, so that's where I would start. Now, how would you structure the deal? That's a great question. There's a bunch of different ways that you could do it. Number one, you could just say, hey, create content for me monthly um, and be the face kind of, and you know, you pay them so much a month. A better way, so they're more vested, is to probably give them some type of equity in, in the company. So yes, you're going to give away some of your business, but they are going to be uh, also obligated in a sense, and they're going to they're gonna want to do it, right? They've got skin in the game in a sense, and they've got a reason to get out of bed and push your product or, and really do content around your product. Um, you're going to probably want to figure out some type of equity stake in there. Um, so either monthly or you do an equity stake of some kind, um, and you can even have that on a temporary thing. You can say, listen, as long as, you know, the terms are agreed upon, like you will post, you know, content that, you know, talks about the brand and the product, or it might not even have to be where you're pushing the product. It could be like, you know, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of something off the top of my head, like a kitchen example. Um, you know, like, uh, maybe yours is, uh, ultimate cooking, uh, gear or something. Like, so you could be like, you know, Hey, this is Scott with ultimate cooking gear. And today I want to share with you five ways that you can crush garlic and make amazing meals. Like, I don't know, that was kind of silly, but you get what I'm saying, right? So that's what they would do is they would announce, you know, who they are from right now, if they're part of your business they're that's who they're from. And then this meal was created, uh, you know, kind of using some of the tools. So that's how I would do that. 
Um, and again, that's going to take some time to find the right person if you don't already have someone in your life. Now, if you have someone in your life that you know is a, you know, someone that's a, a chef and they have no idea about online stuff, but they just love being a chef and they love talking about it. Every time you're at a party, you're talking about like, you know, the meals that they're creating and, and all this stuff that might be someone you can say, Hey, have you ever thought about, you know, like going online and, and having like, you know, a YouTube channel and be like, no, I, I, I haven't. Well, then maybe you could get them to come on board and kind of get them involved and they would probably be thrilled. So it's there, there's not like one set formula but there's definitely steps you can do to start moving in that direction. And then I think someone will actually appear in a sense to you or kind of be, you know, visible by you going through this process. So that's what I would do. All right. So hopefully that helped you. I would also say that, uh, I think it's important that you do try to figure out someone that could be the face also for content in the future, because that stuff will be out there and that will reside on the internet, right online, and people will be finding that stuff now and in the future, and then it'll always lead back to your brand. So it's pretty powerful stuff if you can do it. All right. And then also if you have an email list, you can then write emails as that person. And then from there point to the piece of content that you just created as the person. So then the, the, the face of the brand starts to become known. All right. So, all right, let's go ahead and move on to the next question. Hopefully that helped you keep me posted though on that. And, uh, yeah. So, all right, let's go ahead and list that next question. Hello, Scott. I'm Shibu. I'm calling from London, United Kingdom. I'm a PLC member. I have learned a lot from the PLC and from your podcast. Thank you so much for what you are doing for us. I have the confidence now that I can do it. Scott, I have a question. The other day, somebody contacted me through the Amazon messaging system asking me to contact her on her personal email. And she said she can uh, review my product. I found this person to be a top review contributor in the profile, in the Amazon profile. I contacted her through on her personal email and I said, thank you. And I also offered her a group discount code for her Facebook group if she has one. Now she has replied to me on my personal mail and asking me to send her an e-card um, so that she can buy the product and she will uh, review the product within four days. And she said that she will uh, check out with uh, her own personal credit card. My question to you is, um, are we allowed to do this? Are we allowed to give away our product or uh, compensate for in, in return of uh, a review? Or will I be in trouble for doing this? I just want to make sure before I am doing anything. Thank you, Scott. Thank you so much. You have a great day. Bye. Hey, Shabu, thank you so much for the question. Again, I love it that we are reaching people from all over the world. So uh, there you go. Great. Thanks so much for the question. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, so let's let's talk about this real quick. And we don't have to spend too, too much time here because it's pretty cut and dry. I would not ever compensate for a review. And what this sounds like is a top reviewer is now trying to go around the rules that are in place, which means that top reviewers cannot review a product for compensation. Now, before you were able to, not even able, they they weren't enforcing it. Now they are a lot more, and it's totally looked down on um, as far as doing that. So uh, to answer your question in a nutshell, no, it's not uh, within terms of service. I would not recommend doing it. You were fine up until you said that she wanted you to send an e-card and then be compensated. Um, so that's a no-no. Now, if you want to share a group code 
in a group, that's fine as long as the group is not uh, being said to be a review group where, uh, you know, people that are joining this group are under the impression that they are going to receive products at a huge discount in exchange for a review. That would be wrong. So I would recommend staying away from those groups because here's the other thing that can happen. Let's say, for example, you get 25 people that do it and they're from that group. Well, let's say a month from now, Amazon comes through and they clean up uh, people that have left reviews that have been known to leave reviews at a discount uh, for in compensation for it and all that stuff. And then their account gets flagged and then all of their reviews get removed. So now you've number one, gotten product, uh, you know, basically purchased. Yes, but you were going there to get reviews in a sense. And then all those reviews are gone. So to me, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. Uh, I wouldn't do a group code in a review group type atmosphere and group that was designed for that. I would stay away from that. I would even probably stay away from deal sites that were only Amazon focused. Now, if you wanted to go to a place like Slick Deals, that's different because it's a variety of platforms. Uh, but I also say that whenever you're doing these giveaways or discounts or whatever, you're not doing them necessarily, or I'm not doing them necessarily to get a review. That's a byproduct. I'm doing it really to get sales. And if I get sales, I will rank organically and then I will start to get organic sales. And then that will help me get organic reviews. Okay. So yes, it is against terms of service. It is not uh, legal to do that. I think that was your question. Is, is this legal to do? No, it's not, not within the terms of service and I would not do it. So anyone else out there that tells you that you, you can, and that you should, um, I would not trust them to be honest with you because, uh, it, to me, it's not, it's not legit. It's not what we're supposed to be doing. It's not what Amazon wants. It's, uh, you know, it's manipulating the system. And anytime you're doing that, it's a no, no. So I would stop doing that if you're doing it. And, um, and just go out there, build yourself an email list or go out there and run Facebook ads to a discount exchange for an email address. And then from there, um, if they buy it, great. And uh, if they leave a review, that's even better. But if they don't, it's okay. Um, and it'll be a verified review and all that good stuff because you're doing it the right way. All right. So that, uh, that'll wrap up that question. Hopefully that helped you or anyone else listening. Uh, let's listen to one more quick question. We'll answer that. We'll wrap this up and you guys can get on with your day and get out there and take some action. What do you say? Let's do it. Hey Scott, I'm a long time listener of your show and good stuff. Uh, just wanted to know what is your opinion of, uh, moving off FBA into FBM and 3PL warehouses? Um, well, what, what do you think are the problems that sellers might face? Once they move off FBA into their own custom warehouses or 3PL warehouses. Cheers. Well, hey, thank you so much for the question. I don't have your first name or I would call you out by your first name. So again, a little side note here, guys. If you're going to leave a question, please leave your first name and where you're tuning in from. I would really appreciate it. All right, because then I can address you by your first name. If I met you in person, you would introduce yourself. So do it here. All right. So all right, let's uh let's answer this question. Here's the deal. And I know a lot of people, they're like, man, I'm paying so much money to Amazon. I'm paying so much for FBA. Like, man, is it really worth it? And my answer to them usually is, yeah, it, it is worth it. Uh, and if you aren't figuring that into your margins, then the, you're, you're actually not doing it properly because you're not 
figuring out the power of FBA. There's a lot of different things that happen when you go FBA, fulfilled by Amazon versus fulfilled by merchant, okay? Number one is when you do FBA, they have control as far as when stuff is shipped. So because of that, Prime members know that they can get it in a day or the same day sometimes, or maybe two days, and it's always free shipping, okay? So sometimes people search for, you know, only buyers that are Prime, okay? So that's a big one. Now, if you're FBM, you're not going to be able to do that because they can't say when you're going to ship it out. Yeah, you say you're going to ship it within a day, but they can't say for certain that you're going to do that. So to me, that could, you could lose some traffic. You can lose organic rankings from that. Number one, you'll have probably less sales, so that will hurt your rankings. But then also, I believe in their algorithm, it hurts you. I can't prove that, but I believe it. It, may, it makes sense, right? They want to have a customer buy where they can really control as much of the process as possible. Now, are they charging us a lot for that? Yeah, kinda, but to me, it's worth it. Okay, it, to me, it's it's definitely worth it. So, like I said, if you're going to go FBM, fulfilled by merchant, you need to weigh that stuff out. Like, what are you gaining from it? Are you only doing it because of price? If that's the case, then you might want to reevaluate your margins. And if you've maybe not done your product research properly in the beginning and you didn't figure that stuff, well, then you need to figure out, do I keep this product? Do I try to just fulfill it by merchant just because I can't afford to have them fulfill it? Um, and then maybe liquidate, or maybe I just, I do that one product, but all your other product, you should try to do FBA. And that's just in my opinion. Now, if you're struggling with like long time storage fees, um, then what you might want to do is have a, you know, a, another company warehouse it for you. It'll be a lot less expensive and then only ship in what you're selling, right? Just know your numbers there too. Like how many are you selling in 30 days is fourth quarter coming up. Let's, let's send in a whole bunch more this way here. You can probably buy more as well, have it directly shipped to your warehouse. And then from there, you know, ship in what you want. Now, are you going to add a little bit extra cost from shipping it into Amazon? Yes, but we all know, you know, UPS, uh, charges them a lot less. A lot of times it's pennies, uh, to get it there. So to me, that's not, that's not even a, uh, a thought for me. The only way that I would even consider FBM is if it was something oversized and really heavy. And I might say, you know what? I'm already noticing that other people are selling FBM and they're selling quite a few a month. Then maybe I'll try it and I'll see if I can make it work like they did. But I can almost guarantee that if you have someone that's selling pretty well FBM and you come in and, and have that same product FBA, you're probably going to get a little bit of a bump versus the one that's FBM. It's just a hunch. I can't prove it, um, but that would be my thought. So again, I would ask that question, why? Why do you want to do FBM versus FBA? There's so many advantages with FBA and again, you don't have to touch the product. Um, and I know you can do that too with, with uh, you know, warehouses and stuff that are directly linked and all that stuff. I, I get it, right? But it's another, it's another connection point, right? It's another thing that has to, that has to be, you know, built into your system. FBA to me, fulfilled by Amazon, gives us those, uh, those extra leverage points. And it also helps them make sure that people are getting it shipped on time. 
And if I get negative feedback on shipping, guess who it goes on? Them, not me. It doesn't hurt my score. If I'm fulfilling by merchant, it's going to go on my feedback score. All right. So just some things to think about when you're considering that. And I would always say, and this is what we talk a lot about in product discovery bootcamp, you need to make sure your numbers are correct. And that's a final validation piece when you're doing this. Don't sit there and think to yourself, man, if I can sell this for 30, I'm going to make it work. But then you find out you can only sell it for 22.95. You're in trouble, right? Because now you don't have the margins. And now you're thinking to yourself, man, I might be able to sell pick and I might, I might be able to save pick and pack and just ship it myself. And I can save that. And that'll get me where I'm profitable. But you're also going to probably lose rankings and traffic. So then you got to ask yourself, is it really worth it? All right. So hopefully that helped you or anyone else thinking FBM versus FBA. Uh, and again, I'm, I'm not opposed to it. I'm just, I'm just looking at the facts and I'm kind of looking at, you know, what I know Amazon uh, wants for their customer. It's always about what they want for the customer. And let me tell you, there's a lot more people jumping on prime right now. And, uh, you know, because they're making it very, very attractive. And I mean, who doesn't want to order something and have it here the same day? I mean, my wife just ordered those torches for our pool, these torch lights, these uh, solar torch lights the other day, we had them the next day. So, and it was free, didn't cost anything extra. It was just because it was in a, in a location near us in a warehouse near us. Boom. We ordered them three o'clock in the afternoon. The next day at like five o'clock, we got them like, boom, there they are. Not, didn't cost us a penny extra free shipping. All right. So to me, there's a, there's a huge, a huge advantage to FBA. All right. So, all right, guys, that is going to wrap up this episode, man. I've, I've said in the past that I've always wanted these ASCAT sessions to be a little bit shorter, um, but it just seems like they never are. And I'm going to have to work on that. I think, uh, well, what, what are you going to do? All right. So, uh, all right, guys, little reminder here, uh, definitely go to the amazing forward slash five Oh two. You can grab the transcripts, the show notes, all the goodies will be there. And then also I want to remind you about our little giveaway here. All right. If you want full access to our private label classroom, that's $1,497 is what that is currently right now, uh, to, to get access to that training. Also product discovery bootcamp will be part of that. And, uh, yeah, you will have the opportunity to win that scholarship. So all you have to do is head over to the amazing forward slash coffee, follow the instructions. There's two things that you got to do really easy. How long have you been a listener? And then what was the one thing so far that you've learned since listening? Just drop that in a comment there and you will be entered. We will be picking the winner in a couple of weeks and we will be announcing that. So really excited about that. And then also two runner-ups will receive 30 minute coaching call with myself and Chris Schaefer. We'll have some virtual coffee together and we'll talk about anything, uh, business or life, whatever you want to talk about. We will be on that call for you. All right. So guys, that's it. That's going to wrap up this episode of Ask Scott. As always, remember I'm here for you. I believe in you and I'm rooting for you, but you have to, you have to come on, say it with me, say it loud, say it proud, take action. Have an awesome, amazing day. And I'll see you right back here on the next episode.